0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joy of Life podcast brought to you by Joy Dewey. I just wanted to check in with you guys and see how we're doing today, Um, wherever and whenever you are listening to this. I just wanted to talk about, we have a couple of things on the docket today, but mostly it's just about our human experience and, I mean, isn't it always, but especially about how duality plays such a part in um, our human experience and the way that we experience things and the way that situations unfold. And so I just wanted to acknowledge this week uh, that I have been using a lot of energy. Uh, I don't know if it's just me or it's the collective or it's just the energy in the air but i've really been uncovering a lot of negative stories and thought patterns and beliefs that have been stuck in my subconscious and in my psyche that have been draining me and uh, making me feel kind of empty and tired and frustrated and so i'm uncovering and unearthing all of these really heavy hard to deal with emotions and i've been doing this really the entirety of this week through the help of mentors and therapists that I go to weekly and just by the way, there is such a stigma around mental health and I want to be super clear about my stance on it. I believe that if you are a human on this earth, then you should really have a therapist because not only do we go through a lot as humans and we experience and are um, exposed to a lot, negative and positive, but not A lot of times in your life do you get the opportunity to have somebody who's completely unbiased just be there and listen to you and hear your side and research things for you and, you know, hold up that space for you. Not a lot of times in your life do you get that opportunity to just be heard, understood, and helped in that way. And that's why I really enjoy therapy and that's why that really works for me because, I have a lot of things that I'm working through and I have a lot of negative stories like I've been finding out this week. I have a lot of negative stories that continually come up for me that I'm learning how to deal with and move through and be with, learning how to honor those feelings and honor those instances and those perspectives so that I can move past that negative emotion and feeling and having a therapist and having mentors and having people who love me and, and can give me sound advice has been really helping me. Kind of reground into a more solid, more positive energy because I've been feeling it this week, really. I mean, I have different days of the week for different things, and I was going to get this podcast out on Thursday. And I honestly, I just needed to let my body rest. I needed to take the day because I wasn't sure about what God wanted me to speak on. And it's come to me over the course of the day that. It's just really important to kind of shed a light on the human experience and on the duality that we all face and the reason that we have negative emotions and the reason that we go through negative situations and the reason that we deal with all of this bullshit and, and struggle and all of this turmoil. There's a reason behind it, right? And there's growth and there's lessons to be learned and to be had. And I feel like a lot of times it's very easy as humans to get caught up in the struggle and the frustration caught up in the, oh, I'm feeling these negative stories and these negative instances. So therefore I must be negative and something must be wrong with me because I have these negative emotions and I have these negative stories and I'm going through these negative things. So therefore, if there's any negativity in my realm, then it must be all about me. And it must mean that I don't know what I'm doing. You know, It's so easy for us as humans to kind of take that on and believe that we should be perfect believe that we should be blameless or flawless and it's something that a lot of people strive for perfection is something that a lot of people strive for and honestly i can say that i used to be one of those people that needed perfection, that needed to control situations, that always had to be right. I could very seldom admit when I was wrong. I could very seldom admit when I had messed up or made a mistake because I wasn't ready to be held accountable for the things that I had have done, you know, and the way that I have hurt people, even when I didn't want to hurt them, even when it wasn't my intention, even when I didn't find out until maybe months, you know, or some time later that I had actually hurt that person. So I just want to take today, this particular podcast episode to just shed a light on those negative stories and those negative situations and really give some understanding into why we go through them. I have this really awesome mini mindfulness meditation book and I was reading it today and there are some things in it that I want to share about the way that negative emotions can teach us. And then I want to take some time for us to cultivate love for ourselves. Actually, I want to um, bring up some journal prompts and different things. I really want us to become introspective. And I don't know if you know what that means. Introspective just means being able to go inward and turn your gaze inward and kind of get in tune with your body and your emotions and and what you – really need in that current moment. So, you know, that might look different from person to person, but I just really want to give a voice to both sides of the experience of humans. Both sides. The good side, the positive side, you know, the love side, the elated, joyful side, and the shameful, guilty, angry, fearful, stressful, negative, worry side, you know, because we do have both sides of the coin. You are not one sided. You are not one dimensional. You have so many different ideals and so much knowledge and so many different situations that you've been a part of that you've learned from. So it's just important for me to kind of give a reminder and speak to the knowledge that Having negative experiences and negative situations does not inherently mean you're a bad person, right? Going through the darkness and and living in shadow and living in turmoil and trouble does not mean that you will be stuck in that for the rest of your life. It does not mean you'll be swallowed by it. What it does mean, though, is that you are experiencing those things so you can become wiser on the other side. Yeah, so a couple things... Um, I wanted a couple things. I want to go to this mini mindful mini book of mindfulness. Um, and it's by Camilla Sanderson. It's actually a mini book, it's super cute, very small. And it has a section I'm gonna read for you guys because I don't want to plagiarize, but I just felt like this was a super cool chapter just like a small chapter so it says no mud no lotus we blossom like the lotus flower because of our muck not in spite of it so first we have to admit our muck our negative seeds to ourselves and our and own it what do others find difficult about us being in a long-term relationship makes these things easy to identify. While our partners love us, they're also usually well-acquainted with our muck. Here are some examples of muck slash opportunities for growth and blossoming. So whenever we feel like that control freak, we have an opportunity to learn the dance of will and surrender and the joy and ecstasy that can be found in surrender. So whenever you have those... And I'm gonna go into there's a couple different things and I'm gonna just expand on these and then move on to the next one. But for control freak, I used to I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm a bit of a reformed control freak. I used to really and sometimes I still am, I'm very attached to the outcomes. I wanna control the situations that are in my life. I feel that need to to look at and, and take control and ownership of every single step of the way. And what being a control freak teaches you. Um, being a person who seeks control, it's hard to find peace until you learn to surrender. So being that control freak, being that person who always seeks to be in control, that gives you the opportunity to learn how to surrender to the dance of life, to learn how to surrender to what your higher power has for you, to learn to surrender to just life and the way that it goes because as much as we try to control it and as much as you wanna to try to control what's going on in your life, you have a little to no control over the circumstances that come and take take you in your life. You have control over your choices and that is it. You know, when something, when a wrench gets thrown at you when you get lose a job Or when a family member gets ill or when your car gets totaled or when you run into a pole or, you know, your tire pops. Whenever some totally unable to, like, stop situation happens, you have to learn how to surrender to that situation, surrender to that outcome, and just let it happen. Yeah, being a control freak, it's very anxiety-producing, and I can say this from experience. It's very anxiety-producing. So just allow that um, allow that experience to start turning into cultivating surrender, cultivating love, cultivating just a fresh outlook on life because surrender is so peaceful. And I've been releasing bit by bit. And I mean, I've been like prying my fingers off of the control board, you know. I've been trying to slowly release and relinquish control because I'm needing to acknowledge that I don't have that control. So, all right. So the next one is always has to be right. Okay, Loki, I feel called out by this book. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> so whenever you always have to be right, we have an opportunity to learn that we are right for ourselves only. And rather than give advice, we can share the truth of our own experience while remaining detached from outcomes this gives others the space to take what they need and to learn from our experience. It's no longer about our ego wanting control by having others take our advice. So I really identify with this one. I grew up in a household where it was very subconsciously, um, this wasn't ever said, right? But it was the feeling of if you're not right, then you're wrong. And if you're wrong, then you're stupid. You know, it was that energetic feeling. You know, if you get something wrong or you don't read a situation correctly or you didn't know this fact, you know, my family is a bit competitive because I do have four brothers. Um, And so I did grow up in a competitive household where being right was like the end all be all. It was like, if you were right, then you won, you know. But at some point I found in my relationships and in my friendships that that really was to a detriment. If I wanted to be right in some situations, I would end up losing anyway because it was so harmful to the people around me and I didn't even notice it. So I really enjoy the way that they talk about this always being right because it allows you to detach from outcomes and let others learn in their own way without forcing your truth and forcing your knowledge and what you believe is right onto them because We all have our own truth. Whenever it's two people in a situation, there are two truths. There's the truth of one person and there's the truth of the other. There is always more than one truth if there is more than one person in a situation, yeah? So I used to just die on that hill of needing to be right, you know? I just used to just martyr myself. Like, oh, I'm going to be right and if I'm not right, then I'm just horrible, you know? I would make it such a character statement so really make sure that you're taking the time to acknowledge and look at what your need to be right is all about why is that there maybe journal about it journaling is a super helpful tool maybe journal about where does my need to be right come from is it from a family member is it from an early childhood situation you know, where you like had to be right in class to succeed or that was the only way that you felt heard as if you were able to speak out in class or, you know, speak out with friends. What does that look like? How does that come out in your life? How does that need to always be right? How does that show up for you? Yeah, because I definitely catch that showing up in different areas of my life and I have to go, oh, snap. Okay, that's what it is. I need to reel it back in because. When I always, when I have to be right, I find myself trampling over other people and I just, I don't wanna do that anymore. You know what I mean? I don't wanna be the one that's right, but then completely disregarding everybody else's feelings. It's not worth it anymore to me. You know, that doesn't make me feel good. It actually makes me feel kind of shitty to be honest to make others feel bad you know and and at the end it's like oh i'm right but at what cost you know so that's also something to look at here's another one perfectionist when we're perfectionists we have an opportunity to learn about the freedom liberation and immense enjoyment we can find with authenticity so perfection and i talk about this a lot I've talked about this in a couple other episodes and on my Instagram and just in general, this is a a big topic for me. Perfection is such a, like, I don't want to say stupid, but it's such a pointless goal. Um, It is nearly impossible to be perfect. You are, as a human, you will not be perfect. Point me a perfect human and I'll point you out a flying pig. Like, it just doesn't exist. You know what I mean? So whenever you go for perfection, you are completely ignoring the now. You are completely ignoring what is happening in the moment when you're looking for perfection and always looking forward and looking up. You're never in the present. You know, you're never enjoying that moment, right? You're always looking forward and trying to be good enough for something. And a lot of times, and this is for me, a lot of times perfection stems out of the feeling of not feeling worthy enough. So you feel like if you are perfect, if you are perfection, if you do everything perfectly, then nobody can say anything wrong about you. And then you'll finally be worthy and you'll finally be be this and be that. But the truth is, whenever you're searching and, and running after perfection, you will always be chasing something. You will always be wanting. You will never feel peace because you're searching for perfection. And perfection doesn't give you the chance to be messy and authentic and you know, perfection doesn't allow for flaws and human experience. Perfection is so rigid and impossible. It's an impossible standard to meet and it really can take away from your life if you allow it to. Uh, Sits in judgment. So this is the next one. So whenever you sit in judgment, we have an opportunity to learn to observe rather than to judge. Through simply observing without being judgmental and condemning something as worthless, we practice mindful acceptance of what is, which lessens our suffering in the long run. Yeah, judgment. This one for me is super huge. I mean, a lot of these are big. These are big topics, and that's why I wanted to share this, because uh, it just brought a lot of clarity to my mind today. Sitting in judgment. I used to do this All the time. And these are all things that I used to do. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because we just went over that. Perfection's not attainable, right? But I feel like compared to the way that I used to talk to myself and compared to the way that I used to live, I am 90% better. I am doing so much better in being able to talk to myself with kindness. And that's not without practice. That's a daily practice that I've been practicing over a year and a half now, learning how to not judge, learning how to not you know, jump to conclusions or sit in perfection because I am worthy and you are worthy and and we are valuable just for being alive. Yeah. The thing that I got so caught up in was trying to prove my worth and trying to find my worth. And whenever I didn't do that, I would sit in judgment like this talks about. Yeah. And I would just stew and I would just feel so horrible because You're just living in that negative emotion. You're living in that negative energy. So whenever you're sitting in judgment, whether it be of you or of somebody else, you're sitting in that energy and it's unhealthy for you. Yeah. So one big thing is making sure and learning how to release judgment, release judgment of others, release judgment of yourself, because it's just a negative space to be in and I know a lot of you are fearful of being judged right and if you're not well then I'm proud of you and I'm happy for you but like some people out there have not figured that out including me I still am fearful of being judged sometimes I'm afraid of being you know told that I'm this or that or told that I'm too different or too weird or too out there because people definitely give me weird looks whenever I'm walking. Sometimes they just don't understand, but that's okay. I can live with that, you know, because I know who I am and I know how much peace I am feeling in in embodying who I am in myself. So I've been working on releasing the judgments of others just as much as I've been working on releasing the judgment of myself. So here's another one. Always the victim. Always the victim. When you are always the victim, we have an opportunity to learn, to reframe our experience and own our own power. If we consider our soul designing this experience for us to learn certain lessons, we empower ourselves. As Viktor Frankl said, the Holocaust survivor, Austrian neurologist, uh, psychiatrist, excuse me, and author of Man's Search for Meaning wrote... We have absolutely no control over what happens to us in life. But what we have paramount control over is how we respond to those events. Yeah, this is one that I've definitely been having to take stock of this week. This is something that I've having, I've been having to look at and be honest with myself. In a lot of negative situations where I wanted to say yes but said no... I'm having to acknowledge if I mean I wanted to say no but I said yes sorry I messed that around whenever I was in those situations looking back I realized that I had allowed it and I had um, accepted that because that's all that I had thought I deserved whatever it was right and so I find myself sometimes looking back at those instances and feeling like the victim and feeling like I was the one that was taken advantage of and you know, I was the one that got the shit end of the stick and I was the one who lost, right? And so that puts me into that victim mode and that puts me into that resentment mode because then I start resenting all of these people who victimized me. Little did I know and little did I realize I had to have it get pointed out to me in in a in a non-judgmental and safe way that I was playing the victim, that I was not being accountable for my allowing of these things. And and that's not to say that I wanted it. That's not to say that I, you know, had like a had wanted any of this to happen, but it's just saying that even though yes, they did that to me or yes, they took that from me or whatever that situation was, I allowed that to happen. I didn't use my voice and stand up and say no. And so in that moment, I allowed it. And so in order to move past these things and not get stuck in this energy of being a victim, I have to acknowledge and take accountability for my lack of voice in that moment, right? Whether I knew better or not, because if I had known better, I would have done better, right? But there is a freedom in being able to be honest about these situations and these negative you know, these negative situations and these negative places, being able to acknowledge and take accountability for your part in it, whether it be that you didn't speak up when you should have being able to say, I'm sorry that I failed you. I'm sorry that I didn't speak up when I could and taking accountability for it frees you. It releases you from that resentment. It releases you from that victim mentality. It, it allows you to breathe. It allows you to take that weight off your shoulders And it's hard. I'm not gonna say that it's easy. I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's, you know, flowers and daisies and cake. It's not, it's not easy. It's really difficult actually to look at these situations and acknowledge the accountability I had in it. But also once I was able to work through this, I found such a peace because I'm able to say, okay i messed up on this i allowed this but i don't need to allow it anymore right i don't need to let it in my space now that i've acknowledged that i dropped the ball on that i can fully step forward as a victor not a victim of my circumstance i can step forward and take ownership and control and move past this situation that i was so terribly put in Right? But if you always stay that victim, then you will always be unable to change your life. You'll always be in that mode of, oh, this happened to me and there's nothing I can do about it. And so this is who I am now. Yeah. And that leaves you un un unopen to change and and being open to change is really what shifts everything. It's really what will give you freedom in the quickest way. So Ooh, excuse me. All right, here's another one. Argumentative and short-tempered. Whenever you are argumentative and short-tempered, we have an opportunity to learn to practice responding, not reacting. Yeah, I experienced this a lot in my household growing up, actually. My household was a very reactionary household. We would get, like, I mean, growing up, we would pick on each other, obviously, as siblings do. And that would turn into frustration and anger, you know, and then we'd fight or yell at each other or have some negative name for each other, you know, because that's what siblings do. And, and the older we got, I mean, it still continued. And it's been a learned process for everyone in my household, everyone in my family to learn how to Lengthen our fuse when we're angry learn how to breathe when we're frustrated so we're able to Listen to the other so we're able to give the other person that respect and then respond From a place of calm rather than reacting like instantaneously from a a place of frustration because that's what I used to do I was very short-tempered. You could not tell me what to do You could not tell me the things that I did wrong because I mean I could sass you, right? I could argue you to a fault. I could argue you to a corner because that's just the way that I grew up, you know? It's just, I mean, siblings, fighting happens, right? But it's learning to acknowledge that and want something better and and work for better in your life and in those emotions, right? And in those times where you feel like reacting, taking a step back and being able to respond. So what's next? So liar and a cheat. When you're a liar and a cheat, we have an opportunity to learn to observe how cultivating these types of negative seeds in ourselves only leads to greater suffering in the long run, both for ourselves and for those we interact with. (sighs) Yeah. No, I totally... um, I just, I just really identify with all of these things. I just feel like there's a different percentage, you know, for different things, like maybe a 15% liar and a cheat, a 20% sits in judgment. You know, not I'm not putting these percentages on me, but I'm saying everyone has these different flaws or these different negative experiences in a different percentage. Like somebody may want to always be right more than they need to, to be perfect, you know what I mean? So there are those ones that are more prominent than others. So for me, uh, I used to lie actually growing up. I'm not gonna lie right now. I'm I'm really into being honest now. Uh, it's really important for me, but growing up I used to lie because honestly, because I, felt like I couldn't be my true self because I felt like I wouldn't be accepted because I felt like I would be judged or abandoned, you know, or talked down about. So I felt like I had to lie about who I was because I had played those stories in my head and I had allowed that to continue. And so I used to be a liar and I used to be dishonest about different things in my life and, and not for any specific solid reason but just based out of fear, mainly. Um, It was the fear of the unknown. It was fear of other people's reactions and other people's opinions that kept me in that state. And it was detrimental because I would get caught in lies and I would hurt my friends and I would hurt my family because I wasn't being honest. And, and, you know, it's like, I'm not going to sugarcoat this stuff for you. Like this stuff goes on in my life. It has been a constant companion. And it's just not that it's, gone but that i've learned and i've worked on and i've constantly actively participated in taking accountability and working on these things that i'm struggling with like lying i don't like lying anymore because if i have to be a different person to be around you then honey i just don't want to be around you i'm tired of not being my true and honest and awesome authentic self because whenever I am lying about who I am and I'm lying about different things and I'm not honoring myself and I'm actually kind of abandoning myself and what I need, you know, so really take notice when you're listening to all these things and you're thinking about how they show up in your life, just journal about that. Journal about how these different situations and these different troubles show up in your life how they manifest themselves and how you can stop them in their tracks or pause or um, pivot to do something different so that you're not continuously going back into that negative pattern. So another one, the second to last one is stubborn. (laughs) This book, I'm telling you, this book's calling me out. It's not even feeling bad about it. When you're stubborn, we have an opportunity to learn to practice flexibility and mindful awareness of what the present moment requires of us. By practicing a mindful surrender to what is, we learn to drop into the flow of life and connect with divine love. Being stubborn, my goodness. All right, this is about to end. Let me pause and then start this back up and I will talk about stubbornness. And I'm back. <laughs> so stubbornness. <sighs> yeah, this one is definitely one that pops up for me. So we have that opportunity to practice flexibility and mindful awareness and surrender to what is. So whatever, I am get stubborn. It's normally connected to my need to be right or my wanting to be right or my feeling like my truth is the most correct in that situation. Stubbornness shows up in a multitude of ways for me and it's honestly, it's gotten me in a lot of trouble but I'm gonna be using it for good in the future. I mean, now, presently and moving forward. Stubbornness can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing because let's say You see some red flags in a relationship and you see some things coming up that kind of frustrate you, but you really want this perfect... relationship and you want this perfect romance and and you want it to be what you're envisioning in your head. And this is kind of a situation that I've gotten myself into Um, being stubborn about that and stubbornly ignoring red flags or signs or things that you see that are trouble, like danger, you know, the kind of signs that have the red flashing light on it that are like, oh, mayday, mayday, watch out, watch out. Whenever you sit into stubbornness in those kind of situations, I promise from experience you will only end up losing. Yeah, whenever you ignore stubbornly something that is there, whenever you try to pretend that it's not there, it will always come back, whether five times the strength or a hundred times the strength. It's, It's good to be stubborn about some things, yes, like some things that you feel passionately about or things that you need, you know, taking care of yourself, being stubborn about taking time out of your day for you. Like that's awesome. It's good to be stubborn in that regard. Be stubborn with your time and your energy and your love. Don't let others push you around or step on you. But whenever you're stubbornly ignoring something that is negative or it's something that is negative for you, it leads to detriment. It leads to you losing in the long run. So stubbornness can really get you in a multitude of dangerous places. If you're unwilling to look at what is actually going on in your life, what is actually happening around you, stubbornness can be quite dangerous. So really use that as an opportunity to recognize what you're really resistant against. What are you really frustrated about? What really needs to be fixed? Because a lot of times it's not that situation, but maybe it's a core ideal or maybe it's certain piece of that situation that you really need to work on and something that you can bring healing to right so stubbornness stubbornness is definitely a hard one and the last one procrastinator we have an opportunity to learn that time is never wasted it is all part of the learning experience so whenever we procrastinate and i'm just going to be real i also procrastinated in college Uh, More than I would like to admit. (laughs) Uh, Procrastinating is, in my definition, putting something off or just generally not being motivated to finish something, especially if it's a faraway deadline. And the closer it gets, the more anxiety I get in you know in particular with me the more anxiety I get about having not completed the task and then the anxiety overwhelms my need to get it done and then I used to find myself the night of like three hours until whatever was due freaking out because I had waited so long because I had put it off I was like oh I want to do something else there was always something else more fun or something else more you know, interesting that I wanted to use my time for. And I just completely let myself get screwed over on the school front because I wasn't being vigilant about deadlines and I wasn't being vigilant about getting my stuff done when it needed to be done. I feel like procrastination, procrastination, excuse me, can teach you a lot about yourself and about, um, just what interests you because that was really it for me whenever i procrastinated something especially in college it's just cuz i was not interested i had no motivation to get it done i was not interested in the topic or subject and and for me as a person honestly it's hard for me to get driven and motivated and excited about something that bores me (laughs) like i just can't i don't know what it is about me but i always want to be doing something fun something that intrigues me something that interests me so a lot of stuff in school growing up i was just like oh this shit is boring so i don't want to do it i don't want to waste my time you know when i could be relaxing or hanging out with friends i don't want to be doing this stuff that it's like torture to me you know homework so i would procrastinate and that also it was like me taking a gun and shooting myself in the foot because <laughs> then I'd be limping to the finish line and I would do work half assed and I would do things not to my fullest potential because I wasn't trying my best. Yeah. So with this list of things that I just went through, I just want to bring awareness to The amount of knowledge and wisdom that you can gain through negative experiences, through those dark times, through those frustrating situations, those are all learning opportunities. And I feel like sometimes it is so easy to turn them from learning opportunities into a black hole that you get sucked into. Yeah, because in negative situations in the past, I would find myself reliving it day in and day out, constantly uh, talking down about myself and talking down to myself about what I could have done better and the things that I could have done, you know with more this or more that. Uh, it just leads to a lot of if you if you don't use that information for good, then it'll just eat you alive. Yeah, if you aren't acknowledging it as wisdom and finding the lessons and moving through it, then you're just living in that negativity and then it seeps into every area of your life. It gets so messy, yeah? That that energetic wheel, that energetic situation just gets so messy when you're not looking for the lessons in your mistakes. You're just looking for the opportunity to beat yourself up in your mistakes, because that's what I used to take it as. Whenever I failed or whenever I, you know, messed up or did something wrong or bad or whatever the word, I would take that opportunity, just beat myself up up a little, (laughs) excuse me, I would take that opportunity to beat myself up a little bit more and be like, oh, look at all these things that you can't do. Look at how bad at life you are. Look at all of these things that you failed at. And I would just take it as an opportunity to just, like, shit all over myself basically yeah so if you're not using these negative situations as a way to grow and as wisdom and as more knowledge then more than likely you're just using it and you're living in it and you're trying to understand why this terrible thing happened to you and you're just allowing it to take over your life and then you're set in that negative situation so really Be aware of how you deal with negative situations. Be aware of how they show up in your life. Be aware of the common threads that you find in different relationships and friendships about what what patterns and what lessons keep coming back. What are you not learning? What are you missing? What are you being stubborn against? Just be aware that you can use these negative situations for good for you. Yeah, you have that right. You have that ability. You have that power to take back those negative situations from something that took from you to something that is giving to you not why is this happening to me but what is this teaching me yeah you're always a student in life you are always learning you're always growing that's just how it goes whether you're in an actual school of thought or not you're learning this is a school of life yeah you're learning different experiences you're getting wiser you're growing yeah that's part of the human experience is duality and being able to be in the dark and in the light and see how they you know complement and balance out each other so now that we've gone through those really kind of heavy negative topics i just want to give us a couple journal prompts and i want to just kind of remind us of how awesome we are because it's hard to hear about all the things that you're like working on and going through it's kind of a bit of a dump and i'll acknowledge that so I just want you to take a second to celebrate yourself. We have been dealing with a lot of hard topics over the last couple of weeks on this podcast, and I know it can feel a little bit overwhelming and a little bit draining and a little bit confusing to kind of start working on all of these things. And it just feels like a lot. Um, whenever you're first getting into it, it it felt like a lot for me, a lot of stuff I had to work on. I was like, Oh my goodness. So how can you move the spotlight to highlight all the good that you do? Right. So, um, I just want you right now to grab a pen and paper if you can, um, just so you can write this down. If you need to pause, feel free. I'm going to get a drink of water real quick. Oh, stay hydrated people. It's good for you. Water, water, water. So I I want you to write down some things on your journal. Uh, I want you to create some lists. The first list, now no whining. The first list, I want you to create a list of 100 things that you love about you. Yes, I said that right. I'm going to say it one more time. 100 things that you love about you it could be physically, it could be emotionally, mentally, um, but it has to be about you, it can't be like, I love my kids, who came out of me, no, 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 things that you do, things that you are, the way that you live, like, for me, uh, I've written out this list before and it looks some of it's like I love the way that I laugh. I love the way that I dress. I love that I'm so sassy. I love that I am fun, I love that I am quirky, you know, I love that I'm different. I love that I am badass, you know whatever that is for you. Feel free to just like bring up everything and everything, everything and anything. really dig into it because there's a hundred things you have to find. and if you can't find a hundred, then, you know, maybe you have to dig a little deeper, or maybe you need to give yourself a little grace and really acknowledge all of the things that you've done. Yeah. So the first list is a hundred things that you love about you. And then after that, um, or before that, whichever one you want to do first, I don't honestly care what order you do them. I want you to write a list of I am statements. So that's like statements like I am brave. I am strong, I am unstoppable, I am beautiful, I am flawless, I am fantastic, I am a spiritual warrior, I am, you know, whatever that is for you. I am statements are powerful because they're declarative. It's you declaring what you are and that gives you power. And these lists are important because once you create them, you can always go back and kind of get a reminder. So often we lose sight of all of the good that we are and the good that we do. And we just so easily cling to the bad. And that's not a bad thing, but it is just life. That's just what society has taught us, you know? So make sure that you're taking the time to really pour love into yourself in these lists and really make strong statements and have this be a reminder of how awesome you are. Yeah, because just as much negative things as you go through, you do so many, so many good things for yourself and others. You are such a positive and light being, just as much as you are able to work through the dark and the bad. Yeah. So yes, so that 100 things you love about you, a list of I am statements. And then lastly, I want you to write out a list of all of your accomplishments, big, small, minuscule, massive. Like for me, it was like, I marched the Blue Devils was an accomplishment, but then also I won two world championships with the Blue Devils. Um, And then like I graduated college, I graduated high school, you know, I got Blue Devils Saber of the Year. I, um, I got to teach at my alma mater at Wakeland High School. I got to teach color guard there. That's an accomplishment for me because I so looked up to my instructors and it was, you know, such a good time for me. I was such a color guard buff and I always love color guard. Just so I was going through and writing different accomplishments that I have achieved over the years and just really like be proud of yourself. Yeah. Be proud of all of the things that you've done. Be proud of the things that you've accomplished because you've done some good. Yeah. And you've done some really great and incredible things. And, and I feel like as people, especially when it's talking about us, we so easily forget all the good that we do. We so easily forget how great we are and and the things that we've done and the things that we've accomplished. It's hard to just be like, yeah, look at me. I'm awesome. And I do all these things. Right. Because It is so easy to fall into that negative mindset so don't forget to don't forget to fall into that love with yourself again um and one more thing uh write some stories of gratitude write some things that you're grateful for uh write some things that you are like excited about or things that you're appreciative of a grateful list like what do you love in your life and how does that show up yeah so like, I know this is a hard I know this is a hard topic, and I know this was a lot, uh, and I know that this is probably a little bit hard to hear because it's hard to be honest about our flaws. and especially for me, it has been It's getting easier only because I work on it every single day. Um, it's hard to acknowledge your f- flaws. It's hard to be honest about being human and being a mess sometimes, you know? But that's okay. It's okay to be a mess. It's okay to not know everything. It's okay to not have it all together because that's what that's what human experience, that's what that is, you know? It's just, that's the way that we live. You cannot have light and beauty and joy and ecstatic energy without dark and frustration and shame and sadness. You can't have one without the other. If all we saw was light, we wouldn't know it was light, you know? And if all we saw was dark, there would be no light. We would just live in negativity. We can't have one without the other. And I think that's where we get tripped up in thinking that we're only worthy. We're only good enough we're only perfect enough if we're perfect if we have no flaws no dark side no skeletons you know you're supposed to be this just perfect cookie cutter person well that sounds boring to me i'm sorry not really sorry but that just sounds boring just living one dimensionally living um with one facet. I'm a multifaceted being. I'm a multidimensional being. I exist and I just want to do a lot of different things in my life. There's a lot of different things going on with me. So only having one side of duality, only having one side of that coin isn't as great as it sounds and isn't as great as it's made out to be. So I just wanted to hop on here to remind you all how awesome you are in your fullness in your duality of your being in just being a human how incredible you are yeah and you don't have to meet a certain requirement you don't have to meet a certain expectation you don't have to do x amount of good or not do x amount of bad in order to be worthy you just are inherently worthy in life period and I will keep saying that until you hear me and it sinks in. I will keep saying that forever. You are just worthy because you were born. Because you are breathing. Because you're human. Because you, God, your creator, absolutely adores you. You're just worthy. That's it. No caveats. No bar to me no anything no nothing to prove to anyone you don't have anything to prove to anyone you're just worthy you're worthy of being loved you're worthy of being protected you're worthy of being seen you're worthy of being heard and felt and and exalted you know like with love like like i'm whenever i my husband steps into my life whenever my future husband comes i'm going to exalt and love and worship him you know second to god right like no man has before. And he is going to do that for me. Flaws and all, because, you know, that's what it is. And yes, I'm not saying it's going to be all perfect in roses, but we're going to be able to learn and grow and work together and, you know, like live. So just really that negative self-talk that keeps popping up, that negative inkling, those negative emotions that stick with you, don't get stuck in it. Don't get swallowed by it. You have so much better coming for you. You have so much more coming for you. Learn how to find the lessons. Find the gems in the dirt. Yeah, the gems are the lessons and the dirt is life, right? Life is full of dirt. It's those gems that you find in these situations that you go through that will change your world and change your life and help you change others, help you change others' perspectives, light other people's soul on fire. So really just give yourself some grace today, yeah? Give yourself some grace to be an imperfect human with flaws and all and be beautiful because of it, not in spite of it, yeah? All right. So that's all I have for the topic, but I did want to share a little self-care tip. My self-care tip has actually, I've used this earlier this week and it was really freeing. You should just, next time you have like five, maybe ten minutes, if you have a backyard and if you don't, you can just do this in an open space, play some of your favorite like party songs and you can be alone or you can be with people, whichever one is more comfortable for you, play some of your favorite party songs and your let loose songs and just dance. Not to, not for anyone or for anything or to look a certain way, but just shake your body, just move. Just allow your body to move, allow your body to feel the joy and the energy in the music. I feel like so oftentimes, as people it's like whatever you're dancing it's either for somebody else or it has to be a certain way or look perfect or you're dancing to impress someone I found the most freedom and the most shift in just dancing just to frickin dance just as it's like hop around my living room and have fun and hoot and holler you know just for the fun of it or go in my backyard and spin and whirl and just maybe yell a little bit you know <laughs> but it's not for anybody else and that's why i think it's so beautiful whenever i get the chance to dance just by myself because it's not for anybody else it's for you to let loose get your body and your energy moving get your heart rate up and just get a little movement in for your day for yourself because i don't know when the last time you've gotten to just dance for nothing is not for a TikTok video you know not for a dance class not for anything other than just the pure joy and the pure ecstasy of dancing the pure fun that is to dance yeah so take time to do that this week when you have it because it'll be life-changing and then hopefully you'll want to continue dancing you know through your life and just setting a, a setting aside times to just let loose a little bit so I just wanted to thank you for being willing to hear these hard things, being open to change, being open to seeing a different way of being. I know it's hard to take a look at the stuff that you've done. I get it. I've been doing that. It's it's, it's a lot. If you're not... Excuse me. If you're not taking care of yourself and if you're not resting, it's a lot to deal with. So make sure that you're drinking plenty of water, getting plenty of rest, taking care of your body, eating well, getting some movement in the day. Even if it's not working out, maybe just going on a walk, you know, don't shame yourself. There's no reason to shame for what you're not doing. Just try to make make room for you. Yeah. And make room for free freedom and and the fullness of life yeah because it's out there so thank you for listening um I love you all this is the joy of life podcast I am signing off and I will see you guys next week all right bye-bye